thank you so much for tuning in. This is your girl. <laughs> this is your girl, Madam Butterfly, and this is another episode of Frequency Bay. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, um, since I will be headed out of town tomorrow, um, I decided to go ahead and put some extra episodes together. So that's what we have here today. And I was pretty reluctant to come across an article that I'm extremely, well not extremely, but that I'm interested in, in, in talking about today. And that is the way in which ExxonMobil, yeah, come to the front of the class. <laughs> um, basically, ExxonMobil has been um, lobbying against climate change. And, um, want to chit-chat about it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because, uh, from the looks of it, uh, ExxonMobil has been lobbying against climate change since the 70s, so this isn't really something that's new. Um, they've been doing it since the 70s, um, and they've been hiring scientists and researchers in order to, I guess, find information that backs their bottom line. <laughs> um, yeah, that backs their bottom line. Um, and as the world is kind of waking up to how terrible um, climate change really is and the fact that Mother Nature is really not playing with any of us, um, they're, 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 they're falling further and further away from the way that they would want to appear to the, I guess, the general public. Um, X, Exxon Mobil. I forget where I found the original article. I think it was either on Facebook or Twitter. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I was, you know, doing some research and able to find some information on it. So I pretty much just wanted to go over a couple articles and then also some content. And along with that, I will also re-record the um, video that I did on Walmart and what they're doing with um, insulin, which is really gross, great, not gross, but great, um, what they're doing with, with human insulin at that, but anyway, um, let me, let me change your mind.
always like to check Wikipedia. What's Wikipedia saying? Wikipedia says from the 1970s and through the 1980s, which is correct, uh, Exxon, one of the predecessors of ExxonMobil, had a public relationship a public reputation as a pioneer in climate change research. Exxon fo- funded internal and university co- collaborations uh, broadly in line with the developing public scientific approach and developed a uh, reputation for expertise in, uh, in carbon dioxide, basically, uh, CO2s. Uh, between the 1970s and 2005, Exxon and ExxonMobil researchers and academic collaborators published dozens of research papers. ExxonMobil played a list of provided a list of over fifty articles, um, fifty articles from that period. In July nineteen seventy seven, a senior scientist from Exxon, James Black reported to the company's executives that there was a general scientific agreement at the time that the burning of fossil fuels was the most likely manner in which mankind would influence global climate change. In 1979, between 1979 and 1982, Exxon conducted a research program of climate change and climate modeling in including a research project of equipping the largest super tracker ASO Atlantic with a laboratory and sensors to measure the uh, to, to measure the absorption absorption of carbon dioxide by the by the oceans in 1980 Exxon noted that synthetic fuels increased CO2 emissions over their petroleum equivalents. Exxon also studied ways of avoiding CO2 emissions if the Isneta gas field off Indonesia was to be developed. Uh, in 1981, Exxon shifted its focus, its research focus to climate modeling. In 1982, Exxon's Environmental Affairs offered crit. Offered. Hold on, let me try that again. Uh, Environmental Affairs Office circulated an internal report of Exxon's management which said that the consequences of climate change could be catastrophic and that a significant reduction in fossil fuel fossil fuel consumption would be necessary to uh, curtain failure to it also said that there is certain there is concern among some scientific groups that um, once the effects are measurable they may not be reversible ugh In 1992, the senior ICE researcher leading a research team at Exxon's Canadian uh, Imperial Oil assembled how 
assessed how global warming could impact Exxon's Arctic operations and reported that exploration and development costs and the sea might be lower while higher sea levels and rougher seas could threaten the company's coastal and offshore uh, infrastructures. Imperial, including these forecasts into facility planning in 1996, Mobile, ExxonMobil, another predecessor of uh, ExxonMobil calculated the climate change to the Seafield project, and ExxonMobil spokesperson said that standard practice in major in major uh, producing planning to consider a range of factors that the ExxonMobil's consideration of environmental risks was not inconsistent with their public policy advo- advocacy. 2016, the Center for International Environmental Law, a public interest and not-for-profit environmental law firm, claimed that from 1957 onward, Humble Oil, one of the predecessors of nowadays ExxonMobil, was aware of rising CO2s in the atmosphere and suspected that it was likely to cause global warming. ExxonMobil's response to his claim was to suggest that we had definitive knowledge about human human included climate change before the world scientists is not a credible thesis. So that is a a synopsis of the development of the way in which ExxonMobil has had their quote-unquote, upward projection, I guess you could say. Next article says Exxon mounts evil walk walk back after lobbyists caught on camera telling truth about anti-climate agenda. Um, and I don't know, I, I can't help but find that this is a bit ironic after the way that when other large name companies came on, oil companies came on board with climate change when it started to become more popular, the way in which um, some of the ExxonMobil CEOs called it a a um, a beauty pageant seems like some of his words have come to bite him in the ass a little bit. But I guess that's neither here nor there.
sorry guys. I'm waiting for my computer to get smacked, right? Alright. So the article goes as follows. One of ExxonMobil's top lobbyists has been caught on camera revealing what many critics and environmentalists have claimed all along that the oil giant continues to fight for its profits over the health of the planet despite public relations campaigns claiming to back measurements like a carbon tax to address climate change. ExxonMobil is one of the planet's top producers of oil, natural gas, and plastic. One of the corporations most responsible for our planet's runaway carbon emissions and a political heavyweight with a dark history of funding climate denial front groups that for years had coordinated a campaign in Washington, D.C. to to cite political action against global warming. In recent years, the company has changed its political relations to running TV commercials that highlight its supposed commitments to developing fossil fuel fossil fuel emissions while telling shareholders it is committed to supporting efforts to mitigate the risk of climate change. article goes on to say that behind the scenes it appears not much has changed. Keith Corey is the senior director for federal relations at ExxonMobil. He was targeted by Greenpeace in an uncover video effort, undercover video effort, a representative of the environmental group masquerading as a corporate headquarters or a corporate headhunter set up by a video interview with McCoy in May in which the lobbyists toted the company's successes in which in working with shadow groups to undermine the scientific consumption the scientific consequences around climate change. McCoy also bragged of Exxon's power on the hill and its ongoing influence with uh With a crucial bipartisan group of senators, uh, chief among the chief among them Democrat Joe Manchin of West Virginia, finally McCoy revealed that Exxon's public support of the the economy-wide carbon tax is an empty PR gesture because a carbon tax isn't going to happen. As an edit of the video of McCoy's conversation with Greenpeace was aired in a news report this week by London-based Channel 4. In this video, or in this video interview, McCoy drops a number of bombshells. We are looking out for our shareholders, 
McCoy admitted that Exxon had aggressively sought to undermine the consensus on climate change by working through shadow groups in the interest of maintaining the company's profits. Did he aggressively fight against some of the science? Yes. Did he just did he join some of these shadow groups to work against some of the early efforts? Yes. That's true. But there's nothing there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah. We were looking out for our investments. We were looking out for our shareholders. A carbon tax isn't going to happen. Mm. A carbon tax isn't going to happen. McCoy reveals Exxon's support of carbon tax is just a talking point and not a serious commitment. Nobody is willing to impose a tax on all Americans, and the cynical side of me says yes. We kind of know that, but it gives us a talking point that we can say, well, what is ExxonMobil for? We're for a carbon tax, and why? But a carbon tax isn't going to happen. The bottom line is... It's going to take political courage and political will in order to get something done. And that doesn't exist in politics. It just doesn't. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the kind of conversations that they have behind their backs when they're not looking. It gets better. Politicians are like fish. You reel them in. Describing his lobbying tactics, McCoy linked the process of fishing, likened the process to fishing. When you have an opportunity to talk to a member of Congress, I liken it to fishing, right? You know you have bait. You throw out the bait. You throw the bait out. You know all these opportunities that you use and to use the fishing analogy again just to kind of reel them in because they're a a captive audience they know they need you and i need them wow i want to i want to hear the guy say it this is disgusting to hear but it's a hurtful reality I just lost a place. And I'm trying to find it. Trying to find it. So basically, what this man is saying is that they are using. 
carbon tax as a decoy to throw everyone off their scent. Because the real agenda is to figure out how to undermine, or continue to undermine, rather, climate change. Um, in my opinion, ExxonMobil is made one of the biggest messes. So I don't see why they're not making the, like, the biggest investment to try to fix it. I, like, I, no one person is as big as ExxonMobil. Well, not many people are as big as ExxonMobil. And, um, all this, oh, well, don't use your straws, or don't use this, don't use that. Or whatever they try to insinuate and push blame upon the general public with. It makes no sense. It never did make much sense. And when it comes to politics, if it doesn't make dollars, it probably doesn't make sense either. Let me take off this hot jacket. article continues, McCoy said he targets a politician's chief of staff. Alright, this is how he does it. It says, McCoy said he targets the politician's chief of staff. You can go to the chief and say, look, we've got this issue. We need congressman so-and-so to be able to introduce this bill. We need to make a floor statement. To be able to send a letter, you name it. We ask for everything. Fucking hell. Conservative Democrat Munchen, who first ran for Senate with a...
is difficult masculine pressure with my personality sometimes. This is a really juicy article. Shout out to Rolling Stone. This is an article that was published by some of the writers of Rolling Stone. They did a really good job. Um, this is a very, very detailed and quality put together article. Sorry, folks. I'm going to go ahead and play the video um, that is attached to the article. I'm going to let you guys listen and you can give me, you know, your opinions on how you think that Exxon Mobil is out here moving in these streets.
know what? I'll just find it on YouTube. Ha! Ah. Alright, I'm gonna take a short break while I find this information. And I will be right back with you. And we're back. Shout out to the skip ad button. <laughs> Alright, here we go, guys.
the science? Uh, yes. Do we join some of these shadow groups uh, to work against uh, some of the early efforts? Yes, that's true. Uh, but there's nothing, there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were looking out for our investments. We were looking out for uh, our, uh, uh, our shareholders. In response, Exxon said, we've supported climate science for decades and accused Greenpeace of waging a multi-decade campaign against them and the industry. Keith McCoy thinks he's been being headhunted for a new job. In fact, of course, he's being covertly billed. Staying ever Asian. So tonight, a man boasting of a job interview or a never before look at how big oil tries to manipulate big power, or both. First, the target. Congressman Mark Fish, Exxon, is pushing for. When you have an opportunity to talk to local farmers, you know, the, 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 you know it's, it's, I, I, I like it as a mission, right? You, you, you know, you have bait, you throw that bait out, you know, it's all these opportunities that, that you use, and to use the fishing analogy again, just to kind of reel them in, because they're a captive audience. They know they need you, and I need them. Senators pressed to do Exxon's bidding behind closed doors. You want to be able to go to the chief, and they say, chief, well, shoot, that you can go to the chief and say, look, we, we've got, got this issue, uh, we need harvesting so-and-so to be able to Spill, we need to make a floor statement, we need to send a letter, you name it, we've asked for everything. So who are the fish? I'm Joe Manchin. I approve this effort. The biggest catch, according to Mr. Coy, is the conservative Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, who famously shot President Obama's cap-and-trade climate bill. And I'll take dead aim at the cap-and-trade bill. Joe Manchin, I talk to his office every week. Um, he is the kingmaker, uh, and, and he's not shy about sort of staking his claim early and completely changing the debate. Legal declarations show that Senator Manchin has received tens of thousands of dollars from ExxonMobil and its trade associations. McCoy names ten other senators as crucial to ExxonMobil. Senators Mark Kelly, Chris Coons, Shelley Moore Capito, Kirsten Cinema, John Tester, Maggie Hassan, John Barrasso, Steve Daines, John Cornyn, and Marco Rubio. All bar Kelly and Hassan have taken money from Exxon, totaling $117,000. We gave all these senators a chance to respond, none did so. Exxon insists our lobbying efforts are fully compliant with all laws and are publicly disclosed on a quarterly basis. Nonetheless, a degree of secrecy appears to be key. The last thing Exxon seems to want is open accountability facing Congress publicly. We don't want it to be us to have these conversations, especially in a hearing. It's getting our associations to step in and have those conversations and answer those tough questions and be the, the, the for lack of a better term, the whipping boy for some of these members of Congress. So he says... They hide behind trade bodies to avoid public scrutiny of the bill. Our CEO was invited to a hearing 
from a member of Congress who we know is just going to rip them to shreds when he comes there. The main thing that they're looking at is just to get Exxon Mobil in front of yeah. uh, 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 a congressional hearing so they can rip us apart. Big oil, big power, big pressure. The route from the K Street lobbyist offices to Capitol Hill is very well trodden. From the street to the hill, we can now reveal the current ExxonMobil battleground and strategy. Big yes. Bold yes. And we can get it done. Just last week, as America continues to suffer heat waves described as apocalyptic and linked to the current climate crisis, President Biden fought to get Congress to pass his $2 trillion showpiece law, move the jobs and infrastructure to massive spending to combat climate change. On Capitol Hill, though, Exxon was also fighting to strip out spending on climate. Forget that, everybody. Stick to roads and bridges. So that's a completely different conversation. When you start, when you start to stick to roads and bridges, and instead of a $2 trillion bill, it's an $800 billion bill, if you lower that threshold, you stick to highways and bridges, then a lot of the, the negative stuff starts to come out. Why would you put in a uh, uh, something on uh, uh, emissions reductions from climate change uh, to oil refineries in a highway bill? So and, and people say, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So that so then you get to the germaneness of saying well, that shouldn't be in this bill. Sure enough, last week Biden's behemoth bill evaporated. A new law may be agreed, but major green initiatives are gone. Coincidence? Or the big oil effect? Nothing illegal, just oiling the wheels of power. Exxon said our discussions on the bill are not accurately portrayed. Our lobbying efforts are related to a tax burden that could disadvantage U.S. businesses. Plans capture CO2. Recent academic studies show what Keith McCoy alleges is the wider Exxon strategy say one thing in public, do another in private. For example, it says publicly it supports a carbon tax. Keith McCoy says privately that's just PR. You know, nobody is going to, to propose a tax on all Americans. Um, and, 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 and the cynical side of me says, yeah, we kind of know that. Um, but it gives us a talking point that we can say, well, what is ExxonMobil for? Well, we're for a carbon tax. And why? Because they're confident it will never happen in America. No, it's not. It's not going to. Carbon tax isn't going to happen. And the bottom line is, it's going to take political courage, political will, in order to get something done. And that doesn't exist in politics. It just doesn't. Exxon told us for more than a decade, it's supported an economy-wide price on CO2 emissions. We're working on ways to combine energy while addressing the risks of climate change. Take electric cars. It's all about doubt and delay. Welcome to the Disney Bundle, where Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus come to life on all your screens. Transforming your world with three incredible streaming services. You're not going to be able to just switch to battery-operated vehicles or wind for your electricity. And just having that conversation around why that's not possible in the next 10 years is critically important to the work that we do. But science is screaming at us that we do not have 10 years. Delay, doubt, deflate, the classic hallmarks of modern-day climate crisis denial. 
ExxonMobil's alleged involvement in that is thus revealed from the inside tonight, straight from the horse's mouth. Well, doesn't get much more blatant than that. Um, yes. Last night, a senior ExxonMobil lobbyist covertly <sighs> pretty much gave it away. Um, it's really unfortunate that. This is the type of game that's played within our politics as it relates to both the politicians and then also giant corporate companies. But shit, I guess it is what it is. But anyway, that is my episode for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely come back for more. Uh, every every Wednesday and Sunday, I'll be posting new episodes. Um, and chances are, I won't be able to get to my next episode to re-record the last episode I made until tomorrow morning. So, look out for that. Um, but again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Frequency Bay, and you've been tuned in. Madam Butterfly out.